I'm Randy Rohde, and I'm fascinated with entrepreneurs and small business owners. Plus, I love baseball. Every show, I sit down with a small business owner, and we discuss their running the bases of entrepreneurship. We throw the ball around on strategy, management, execution, and innovation. Plus, a little fun baseball talk. Hey, thanks for joining us today. Settle in, grab your Cracker Jacks, and you know what they say. Play ball! And it is a great day for a baseball game. As a matter of fact, I usually don't try to like throw the dates out, but today is a great day because it is opening season today. And of course, it's snowing in Cleveland. So that's how it goes, I guess. I have been in many opening days or early April games, absolutely freezing in snow, whether it was in Cleveland or in Chicago. And that's just baseball in the Midwest, but it's always exciting opening day, quite fun. Wow, today is going to be fun as well because we're going to be talking about a couple of my all-time favorite topics. But before we get into it, let me intro our guest here. We've got today's guest. is a management professional, 30 years of experience creating, developing successful business enterprises, studied marketing and international studies at Kent State University. So a local Ohio guy. Give you a little hint there. He grew up working in his family's business, left, went out on his own, and eventually Eventually, spending 14 years developing, running a business on a Native American reservation. Then he felt the calling, come back home, and uh, took the helm of his family's business right down the street from our offices, Civic Dairy Island. Did I get it right? That was good. That's right. That was good. He's a passionate drummer with a vintage drum collection. We'll probably have to talk about that as well. But everybody, welcome Rick Civic from Civic's Dairy Island, local guy right here. Welcome to the show, Rick. Thanks, Randy. Good to be here. Yeah, you know, so much stuff here to talk about. And through the course of our time, we'll try to touch on a lot of this. I, I do want to like focus on a little bit kind of outside of the Dairy Island, which I love. I, I When we start talking ice cream, I'm going to get all giddy because I, if there's one weakness that I do have is ice cream. Tell us about working at Fort McDowell Adventures and on the reservation. What was that like? What was that experience like? It was uh, the experience of a lifetime. And I was... Now, where is Fort McDowell? For folks who may not know where that is. Fort McDowell, Yavapai Nation, is one of 22 Indian reservations in Arizona. Okay. And... Luckily, we're right on the other side of Scottsdale. So that was my business at Fort McDowell Adventures. I brought in, I worked with the, you know, five-star resorts in Scottsdale, Mm. a lot of them. And we brought in corporate groups for the Western experience. All right. So during the day, we had, this this was, you know, every kid's dream job, right? yeah. You know, I grew up in Cleveland, Ohio, you know, Parma, Ohio, in the uh-huh. suburbs of Cleveland, you know, when, you know, there was st- steel, you know, polluting the air, right. there was a steel town and yeah. the burning river and the whole bit. And so you grow up with the Cowboys and the Indians and John Wayne and this. So when I moved out to Arizona, I said, you know, I want to work on a ranch. So that was my goal. And I was, and I wanted to have my own ranch actually, but I was fortunate enough to land this job. And um, so during the day, we did outdoor adventures. We did kayaking on the Verde River. Nice. There's only two rivers in Phoenix that have water in them. 
And we had one of them. So I always used to tell people we had 50% of the river market, okay, in, in Phoenix. Because, you know, it's dry out there, yeah. right? So there's only two rivers. The other is the salt. And so kayaking, I, we had, um, before the recession, we had 150 horses mm. on our ranch. So we did horseback riding through the river. We did the city slicker cattle drive. Oh, yeah. And all that fun, you know, two hour, you yeah. know, for corporate, right? Great, great fun. We had green zebra tom cars that we would drive through the, the uh, desert. We had desert segways that we would, you know, zoom around in. And then, of course, all kinds of different team building activities. We nice. were on the Amazing Race in 2004. Really? You know, the show. Yeah, they ended up the they, show they at our place. At, at the property? Yeah. Wow, how yeah. fun is that? That was cool. And we actually did an Amazing Race okay. um, on the reservation uh, on our property. So all kinds of cool outdoor activities during the day. Um, but that wasn't our main business. Our main business was bringing in these corporate groups in the evening for these Western hoedowns. Okay. A the, real hoedown. The, the, buck, what, the yeah. buck and Bronco and the tomahawk throwing. Yeah. and the, Did you have like the bucking, uh, the ride the bull, the mechanical ride bull? Ride the bull, the mechanical bull. Yeah, and then yeah. we had the buck and Bronco and, and, and of course, tequila. Um, you know, cause that's, well, you've got to, yeah. if you've got a mechanical bull, you got to have tequila. Exactly. So that, you know, that, that's why they're coming, you know, all of that's yeah, fun, right. but you know, where's the tequila? So, and then, you know, barbecue. So I had three event venues mm. on the reservation. That is a, an incredible experience. We were just out there in that Scottsdale uh, area uh, two years ago, it was 19, 2019, we were on spring break and yeah, we had fun. That's too bad. I would, I'd, I should have talked with you about that. We we could have hooked up uh, some contacts out there and gone on a little Western hoedown that my kids would have loved that. Yeah, my uh, a good friend of mine out there does bike tours yeah. um, in Scottsdale and he, he, he with these e-bikes. Right, right. Yeah, they're great. Yeah. Well, we jumped on some scooters, so that was kind of fun when we were out there um, uh, uh, tooling around Scottsdale. Well, that's a good story. That is an incredible experience and an an incredible departure from (laughs) From, ice cream, right? From uh, Rocky Road ice cream. Yes, yes. So Civics Dairy Island's got an incredible history, and I do want to touch on the history but for the listeners, anyway, for the audience, tell us w- uh, about Dairy Island today. What w- what is Dairy Island, and uh, and then we'll get in a little bit to the history. But tell us about the shop today. Absolutely. So we are a local uh, mom and pop, old fashioned ice cream shop, yeah. and the store. We have the same same service model that we, you know, they had 60 years ago because the, the business has been there for over 60 years. We've been there. This is going to be our 46th summer Mm. since 1976. So it was, it was there for 18 years before we got there, but it's all carry out. It's all outdoors. Um, So you walk up to the window and you order and you're outdoors. Nobody comes inside. So it's, it's, uh, it's the old fashioned, you know, walk up windows so, you know, how everything is local now, people want to stay local, right. especially with especially the pandemic. Now. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's what we are. We are the local ice cream, right? Right. The, the local ice cream. We have incredible products, amazing ice cream. And, um, but that's really not our business. 
our business is happiness. So that's what we sell. So when people come to our store, we want them to leave happy. Nice. And so really that's what it's about. And, and we make that happen through ice cream. Right. Um, and through our, our, our quality products. Well, and I must agree. I don't think I've, well, I know I've never have left your, <laughs> left your window <laughs> unhappy. I, after I eat my favorite Bainbridge brownie is my, oh, that, yeah. that's my go-to. Yeah. I, uh, I'm always happy. I'm always <laughs> very content. Yeah. So, so, so I'll, I'll, I'll talk about the business a little bit. And I thought about the, the baseball analogy, right? So we'll start at first base. We're going to go around the bases. Oh, all right. So so the the first base would be our classic Sundays. Yeah. And we use our frozen custard for our classic Sundays, like the Bainbridge brownie. That's one of them. Oh. Now, the Bainbridge brownie, folks, this thing is like a brownie, hot fudge, ice cream. I mean, it is the classic, like uh, that, uh, I, that just always, I can't ever depart from it. I'm like, there's so much that you guys do, but I'm like, oh, that thing is so good. Yeah, we got the Bainbridge brownie, and then we're bringing back peach cobbler this year. So, oh. you know, homemade peach cobbler with vanilla custard on top. And then, of course, the turtle Sunday sure. and, and the ET Sunday. Okay. And, and all of that. You know, these are all stuff. Sundays yes. that my yeah. mom created 40 right. some years ago. So awesome. Second base, we go to our classic custards. All right. So, what we do is we make all these, we have uh, vanilla chocolate and twist, mm. soft serve, frozen mm-hmm. custard. And with those base flavors, we make all these other cool flavors. Right. So, we have a mint chocolate chip. It's extraordinary. I mean, it's and you, know, you make and it's custard. homemade. We we whip make it right we, we whip it up right there, okay? In a twelve ounce cup, uh, we have something called Shock the Monkey. It's bananas and peanut butter. Nice. We have something called Hawaiian Noises, yeah. which is um, and this is all mu- where the music comes in: Co- coconut, <laughs> pineapple, and chocolate. And then we have. Other flavors. So the classic custards are wonderful. Now, I'm going to interrupt you on this one because my team pulled this together. Like, you know, he's got some really interesting names for some of his stuff. (laughs) And one, they're like, you got to ask him about Franks and Beans. (laughs) You've got a custard named Franks and Beans. I'm like, what in the world is that? Yes. So... So we're going to go to third base now because that's a third. So you, oh, that's you, a third. You went right into third Sorry. base. You know that was always so me we're, going. We're running the bases. Running the bases. So so third base. So when I came back five years ago, this is going to be my fifth year back. So four years, whatever. As a marketing guy, you know, I thought, okay, what makes Civics Dairy Island different than every other? I mean, right. there's millions of them out there, and the biggies, right? Yeah. Yeah. Ice cream this, ice cream that. What makes our place different? So I came up with a contest and, of course, the products. And we've developed the products over the past four years, but the, the products are outstanding. But I, I, I developed a contest so customers of all ages, kids, are, I always tell people our target market is six-year-olds. So kids, customers, guests get to create their own flavor of frozen custard and register that flavor. Right. They can write their flavor on the back wall and they're encouraged to promote their flavor right? because the, the best flavor of the year, and then it's a contest, the best flavor of the year, which is based on sales and creativity and uniqueness, wins, that person wins free ice cream the whole next summer. Oh. And not only that, their flavor is put on our menu indefinitely. Yeah. So the first winner 
Her name was Mia Conti. Her flavor that won in 2017 is Take Me Out to the Ball Game. Oh, nice. I have that one on my list as well. Like, ask him about that one. And it's Cracker Jacks yeah. and right. Peanuts and Little Hot Fudge nice. mixed in with Vanilla Custard. Oh. It's it's wonderful. Oh. And, and, and so every year we have a winner. Now, last okay. winter, and I actually brought... Brought you these. So last oh, year, oh, I thought you were bringing me like some uh, custard or something. I'm like, oh, man, this guy. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have any ice cream yet. <laughs> this guy was a winner here. Very soon. So last year's winner is Peanut Butter Blast. All right. Which is Nutter Butter Cookie Bites and Peanut Butter. Right? So Peanut Butter Custard. Uh-huh. with the nut. So the winners get put on our menu. Um, and so Franks and Beans, back to your question, that was my flavor. Oh, that was your flavor. Because I was out in Arizona, and right. we actually did a wiener roast for kids after the recession. You know, we opened up right. the public, and we did a wiener roast for kids. It was very popular. And um, so that was kind of taken from that. So I took a hot dog, a real hot dog, and I chopped it up, and I put it in the vanilla custard, and I opened up a can of baked beans and put some baked beans in this custard and whipped it up and ate this ice cream. And really, it was awful. I mean, it's like, you know, <laughs> well, I'm glad you said it was awful you know, because it your, sounds your, awful. Your brain is going, this ain't right. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, you got this custard and beans. Yeah, yeah and, I don't know. Yeah. So anyway, that was kind of silly. So that's on the menu because that was my flavor. So we've tweaked. We've, but it's on the menu. Can I actually order it? You can, but we, oh. we don't use those ingredients okay, anymore. We, we use gummy hot dogs. Ah, there we go. And jelly beans. Very nice. There um, we go. So, yeah. So that's Franks and Beans. And then okay. we got Take Me Out to the Ball Game. Yeah, we have Chagrin S'mores. Stuff. And um, so that's third base. And then how do you knock it home? So you can create your own ice cream and brush, brush one of these. So when you create it, you get a, a poker chip to remind you to register your flavor. Nice. And then on the back is a $2 coupon for when you come back. And um, and then the home run is our our new homemade small batch ice creams that we began making last year. Okay. So in addition to the frozen custard that we've been selling for 45 years, now we have our own small batch hard ice creams that we make right at the store in small batches of, you know, 10, 20 gallons at a time. Oh. And it is fantastic. We use 15% butter fat, milk, and cream. We use real pure bourbon vanilla Mm. and uh, and great ingredients that are sourced locally. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, the the ice cream is fantastic. So we have the soft serve and we have our our new uh, homemade ice creams. You got a lot of great stuff going on there, I'll tell you. Well, let's do a little rewind now, because you alluded to, you shared a little bit on some of the history. So let's, you know, this is a family-owned business. I mean, you, Your family's been involved, you said, 46 years, which is yes. an incredibly long time. I mean, that is just a marvel just, you know, to survive that long and going through so many different iterations of economic declines. But the business you know, I had history before your family. So I'd love to hear a little bit of that history. Cause I know we've had a previous conversation and I just found it really fascinating. So why don't you share a little bit about how your family got into, because you guys were living way on the other side of town, even the other side of town in Parma. And so the business was built in like 1958. So it was there 18 years before my mom and dad bought the business. 
And there wasn't a whole lot out here. So Mm -hmm. it was actually called Chagrin Dairy Bar before Dairy Island. So the Chagrin Dairy Bar, I mean, that was the old, the old school and yeah, not a whole lot out here. So that was the only place to go and same location. Same location, same building. I can't even imagine because now, folks, we live out here in Chagrin in the Chagrin Valley and where you know, we, it's just a little village. And then, you know, it's grown, obviously, the population has. But even where you are now, I can't even imagine like that development and where yeah. kind of that street area is probably, you know, maybe 30 years or so. I, I can't even imagine back in the late 1950s, what in the world? It was probably like, cow pastures and well when when we came in 1976 kids would come up on their horses <laughs> for ice cream yeah i mean if you can imagine i was from parma parma is the biggest suburb of cleveland so yeah. you know we felt i felt like i was from the city <laughs> so, you know we come out here it's like okay my father drove a hostess truck so he 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 delivered wonder bread and hostess products all right of course, the famous hostess Twinkie. Yeah. And Ho-Ho's. Yeah. I remember he, he told me one time, he said, yeah, Ho-Ho's bought our house in Parma <laughs> or whatever. Put it, yeah, that was the down payment for our house, Ho-Ho's. He did that for many, many years while we, and he wanted to have his own business. So they bought the ice cream place. No restaurant experience, no ice cream experience at all. Um we do serve Twinkies and Ho-Hos with ice cream. Nice. Just a, a tip of the hat. To yeah. Your oh, yeah. And uh, Pop-Tarts, too. Yeah. Those and Pop-Tarts. Yeah. So that's that's pretty much it. So th- this was my dad's route out here. He okay. delivered to, you know, where Heinen's is over here. Yeah. That was yeah. a Fisher Fazio. All right. Back when the Fisher Fazio So he Fazio was out days. here delivering and yeah. drove by the Chagrin Dairy Bar. Chagrin Dairy Bar. Yeah. And I, I don't know if they and bought because- we used to do burgers and fries, so I don't know okay. if he he was that was Wonder, one of his did he customers. Did, yeah, or, that's why I was wondering if he delivered. I have to ask there, him yeah. that. I yeah, I forget. I don't think so. So that okay. that's how the story goes. So yeah, we used to drive all the way from Parma every day. It took us an hour uh, before four eighty. I I know. I was all the way. I down. was telling my wife. I knew a little bit of this background. I was telling my wife that you know, like in today's world, like you could probably get there in i don't know 20 minutes 25 yeah. minutes maybe but yeah know, i'm like i think when his parents were doing this the, there was no like highway that no. was you know yeah 480 came like a couple years after and of course i didn't even drive yet so yeah so this is a funny story so because of the distance from you know parma to dairy island you know it was an hour and you know we're working you know 12 14 hour days in the summer right, right 15 right. hour days and then you got to drive home an hour and you get home at one o'clock in the morning. I mean, you know, and then you got to get up and do it again yeah. the next day. So my dad buys a camper and puts it behind the putt-putt building. We have a okay. miniature golf in the right. back who is run, still owned by us, but it's run by another family, the Hewins. They've been there for 40 years. Great people, great friends. So we used to stay in this camper for like two, three days at a time <laughs> instead of having to drive home, right? So Smart man, your dad. So, I mean, as a kid, we're, we're peddling ice cream, we're flipping burgers, we're camping. My, da- my dad was is a pretty cool guy. Yeah. So you really worked then, you know, you were young at 14 when your parents bought. And then, you know, you've been working and associated with it. You took the departure 
on your own, went out to Arizona, came back. What was it that brought you back? There's no place like home. <laughs> and um, actually, how it actually, what actually happened was I was looking for a job. I woke up one morning down in Columbus and the business was for sale. So right. I contacted them. Okay. And I said, wow, what a, what a strange thought. Yeah. Okay. You know, go back to my childhood, go back up to Cleveland and, you know, to that place where I grew up at. Right. Literally grew up in that place. And so, yeah, I contacted my family. My family was just like, I don't know. Are you serious? And uh, I said, yeah, I think so. So after a lot of deliberation and I'm back and uh, it, and it, and it's just turned out to be a wonderful thing because yeah, it's good for it's, you. I mean, it, I'm, you know, I'm going to be 60 this year. So I, I took up, came back when I was 55 and it's, it's a lot more fun this time around. Right. And it's, it's just kids and ice cream and fun. And I'm back home in Chagrin Falls, you know, great memories. Like I say, we passed with my friend's house coming on the way over and he lives in Hudson now, but um, yeah, uh, Cleveland's a great place. It's, it's home. It's my home. Right. And, um, And you're selling happiness. And we're selling happiness, yes. Yeah, so, so, yeah. Well, what what else is there, right? Right. I know. Yeah, uh, well, tequila. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. That's another. Yeah. That's Keep that another, away from the yeah. ice cream, anyway. So, well, that's a great story. I want to ask you as well, um, and it reminded me a little bit. We were on uh, spring break with the kids uh, a few weeks ago. We were just in Nashville. And we went to one of these iconic restaurants there in Nashville, been around for a long time, similar to, you know, kind of your business. You walk into the kind of the main entryway or the lobby, if you would, of this place. And they have a wall full of pictures of like famous people that have visited and all of that. They've signed and everything. Have you ever had any famous people come through, get some, get some Civix ice cream? We have. Um, Unexpected guests, you know. Yeah, well, I'm trying to think of currently. I, I'm sure there have been a lot of celebrity, you know, local celebrities. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, like Jan Jones. Okay. And, I have a worldwide, or, you know, at least um, nationally you know, known. Jan we'll Jones say. is one of our customers, and okay. I mentioned Michael Belkin and right. you know, people like right. that. You know, Michael Stanley, rest in right. peace, Michael. Yeah, we had Jimmy Carter. Okay. Uh, in 1994. And so the sto- that story is his son... Jack Carter married a lady from Chagrin Falls, and they moved here, and they lived here. And one of our employees— No kidding. I didn't know that. Yeah. I don't know if they still do. Probably not. But So one of our employees used to hang out with their daughter. So and this is when we started the the drive-in. We actually had a drive-in service back in the early 90s. We used to—kids used to go out to cars and take orders. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so, you know, the girl says to me, you know who that is? That's Jack Carter, Jimmy Carter's son. I'm like, what? So when I introduced myself, we became friends. The big thing with them was Coke. They were from Atlanta, you know, Georgia. Right, right. So, and that's where Coke is headquartered, I guess. So had, had to have a Coke float. What? Right. But yeah. we, but we always, you know, we always had Pepsi. Oh, <laughs> And so I used to actually go buy cans of Coke for them. And, and of course, they got a kick out of it. Yeah. And so they became pretty good friends. So he said, you know, one day, and he had the accent too, one day I'm going to bring my 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 father up here, you know, when he visits. I'm like, oh, that would be cool. He called me the one day, said, yeah, we're going to bring, you know, we're going to bring him next Thursday. 
So Thursday comes, it's, you know, 10 o'clock in the morning, we're getting ready to open and all of a sudden the secret service starts showing up and <laughs> they're checking out the place and, you know, there's a car sitting out there and, and uh, yeah. And then he came with, he came for a burger uh, and he had a burger and a coffee, hamburger nice. and a coffee. And uh, with some ambassador and his whole entourage of Secret Service, it, it was a big thrill. I oh mean, yeah, yeah. It was. That's probably the most famous person. Yeah. Nice. There we go. All right. Little uh, moment of fame there for uh, Jimmy Carter. All right, Rick. It's that time of the show. And it's time for the seventh inning stretch. All right. And I know you kind of like baseball, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sure. Yeah. Okay. All yeah. right. So this is the time of the show where we talk uh, about baseball a little bit and kind of nice with the uh, first day of baseball upon us. And, um, you know, I have the uh, the um, team go through and pull some questions that are kind of fun that relate to our guest industry. You can imagine this is going to be food related. All right. Okay. So. As you know, at every ballpark, there's food everywhere, and it's almost as much fun to go and eat as it is to uh, to go to the ball game. So MLB then said, "Hey, you know, there's all this crazy kind of food out there, but there's also just the staples that you're going to expect when you go to almost any stadium of food." And so they took it upon themselves, and they said of all of the food items that are out there that you would reasonably assume to find at any stadium concession stand, they decided to rank them by their deliciousness, right? So they have a top 10 of the stadium concession stand food. Okay. Top 10. Okay. I'm not going to ask you to name 10, but I will say, so try to give me at least the top three. As far as taste or popularity? Uh, that the MLB was on deliciousness. So oh, taste. on deliciousness. Yes. So what they would throw out, and I'm going to have you do it from like going from three to one. What do you think that third one that they ranked? Peanuts uh, or popcorn? Peanuts was number four. Number three was hot dogs. Three is hot dogs. All right. Okay. All right. Number two. Two? Is it, a, is it like an ice cream bar or something? I mean, or is that number uh, one? I mean, is that they, where we're they, going? They have seven, actually, is ice cream. Seven is ice cream. Okay, yes. so hot dogs is three. And as far as deliciousness, popcorn? No. Um, uh, not popcorn. Popcorn did not even make the list. Um, Great Lakes Brewery? Um, <laughs> what else is there? I mean, you got, okay, you got ice cream, you got peanuts, popcorn, hot dogs, I guess they didn't want popcorn because maybe they ran across too much of the stale stuff sometimes. But yeah, as far I, I, as deliciousness, I mean, that's an interesting question. I, so I'm going to give you this one. So even though you said ice cream, they actually they had ice cream made certain, the list twice. So a certain bar, so uh, not even a bar. No. So they have the number one ding ding is soft serve ice cream served in a plastic souvenir oh, helmet. Helmet. Oh, of course. Yes, yes. That is the all time uh, number cool. one. Yes. And then as number seven was any other ice cream, but number one was soft served in the plastic helmet. That's yeah, that, that's fantastic. Yeah, and I remember those plastic helmets. Yeah, right. The you good know, kids stuff. love that stuff. Oh yeah, I probably have yeah. like two or three of those hanging oh, yeah. out of my house. Still yeah. Even. Oh yeah, that's um, awesome. 
But there is some crazy, crazy food out there, depending upon what ballpark you go to. Like if you go to a, a Seattle game, they've got toasted grasshoppers that you no can. Kidding. Yes. Texas Rangers. No, this is something I wouldn't even think like, what are you talking about? They've got in Texas anyway, toasted snowballs. Yes. Wait, like the hostess? Uh, toasted? No, toasted snowballs. You get shredded brisket that's dipped in funnel cake batter, deep fried, then coated in powdered sugar. Wow. <laughs> Sounds that delicious. Is, that is the test. <laughs> yeah. That is a toasted snowball. And in Pittsburgh, just a short drive away, you right. get Cracker Jack and Mac Dog. Yeah. What is that, Mac? Cracker Jack and Mac and Cheese and Jalapenos and uh caramel sauce on a beef hot dog wow that's and that is no april fools folks. yeah no that that's that's some good eats there yeah i, I tell you wow wow yeah that, that that's that's pretty creative and, and that that's very creative wow give me that plastic souvenir helmet i'm all in for that all right well let's get back into it play ball so we mentioned a little bit kind of about your business the way that it's set up we're coming through uh, the pandemic. How did it affect your business? Because you mentioned earlier as well, you're kind of set up almost for a pandemic, right? You're, everything is outdoor. People don't come inside at all. You walk up to a window. You already had the right. kind of the, the blockade, so to speak. Did it impact your business? Yeah. Like it did in so many other businesses. It impacted our business operationally, of course. Okay, right. Um, inside. Right, yeah, with your but, staff. Right, but as far as, you know, sales and customers, no. I mean, it, we, and you, like you say, we're almost, we were almost built for it. Yeah. We actually did a drive-through for a couple of weeks. So, yeah, it's all carry-out. It's all outdoors. Um, and we have a big space in the front. It's yeah, not like yeah. we're not right on the road. Right. right. And so, I remember even driving by and and being there, you had it all a nice kind of the made the roped off maze to kind of keep people yeah. distance and yeah, yeah and yeah. we'll we'll do that again. Yeah. Um, okay. so yeah, we, we that's actually that's one really good thing that came out of last year. We redesigned our our lines. And it was always a um, it was always a challenge for us because right. you know people would gather close to the building, right? And parking was here, so you're you know the line was like this. So now the lines are like this. Yeah, you know, they come in kind of like at a bank, and you call right, in. Right. You know, you call the person. Kudos to my mom. She yeah she she thought of that one, and I mean okay. it's just a great idea. So you know social distancing, of course, and masks operationally gloves. I mean, we used to wear our policy used used to be, you know, when you touch food, wear gloves. Well, now of course you wear gloves all the the time. time. Right. Right. Um, Masks all the time. And, you know, cleaning and sanitizing. I mean, it's, it's, it's just a different, it's a different ball game. Right. Yeah. So, but yeah, it was good for you. I'm glad, I'm glad the the business kind of held for that. So you're a seasonal business, which I think is kind of interesting as well. That, kind of I'm sure poses its own challenges from an operation standpoint. So you have seasonal employees. What do you, how many employees do you have run in the shop? About twenty five. About twenty five. Um part time. And yeah, what what, what is the season, by the way? I mean you so, gotta be coming up even though it's like thirty degrees and snowing right, today here yeah. in Cleveland, but on Tuesday I think it was seventy and gorgeous here. So Right, right. Yeah. yeah. We always open up, you know, beginning of uh, April. 
Okay. Sometime. So we're opening up this year on April 9th. Okay. Which is next Friday. There we go. Because we have Easter weekend. So right. we're going to open up after Easter on April 9th. A- April 9th is actually, that was my parents' opening day. Oh, really? Um, yeah, in ah. 1976. It was April 9th. Yeah. There we go. Opening day. It's yeah. 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 And, um, and then we'll close... First week of October, depending on how the day, because we always open on a Friday and always close on a Sunday. So, so you're open about six, what is that? Six months? Yeah, six, yeah. six months. April okay. through, through September. Right okay, that's pretty much and, what we do. I and mean, then it's just like when you're open, you are on, right? Right. Yes. Okay. I, so I, there's a couple of things with that that I want to get to. First of all, let's talk about the employee side. All part time all seasonal, but I'm maybe making an assumption, but I, I'm assuming maybe you probably get a stable of people that always come back and always work with you. And I'm sure you're always looking for employees as well. So tell me a little bit about managing the team, I guess, and how you guys do it from a seasonality standpoint. Sure. And that's, of course, the biggest challenge, you know, there are our employees and right. training and yeah. You're always training. It's it, it just never ends mm-hmm. because people just come and go. But we like this year. I think we have eleven or twelve of our employees coming back from last year. Nice. So that's yeah. you, you know about half. And you know we're fortunate. We have a great team of young people. Good. It's all young people. We have our manager who helps me, and she's a great lady. And you know couldn't couldn't do it without her. But every everybody else is under. 22, 16 to 22, high school, college. We have two groups of employees. We have high school students, and then we have college students. They're both very important. College students are important because they're more mature, and a lot of them do come back from year to year. And, um, you know, they have a couple years of experience with them. High school students are equally as important because high school students don't leave first week of August. We're open through September. So I need high school students to get me through the season. Um, training is very important. So, well, and especially in, in a food service industry anyway, you've got to have a high degree of training. Yes. Yeah. So tra- training's a, a, a big one for me. Yeah. We never had a training program until like two years ago. And so after my second year back, you know, I have the winters to work on these things, right? right? So. Right. So I said, this winter, I'm going to write a training program. And I did. And that's evolved over the past couple of years. And we got it down pretty good. It's a 60-hour training program. And you become server certified. So we, you know, we have two positions, a runner and a server. So, right. And it's, it's very hands-on training. At the same time, it's very important. Yeah. yeah. And so, yeah, so the training is very important. So, yeah, we're training a lot of new kids this year. A new young now, people. When did, now, when do you start hiring and start training? So uh, I'm hiring now. I started hiring, you know, like in March, you know, okay. beginning of March. We'll start training when we open. Okay. You know, that, that weekend. All right. So, yeah, we, we bring in the new people as trainees. They have coaches. We have a you know written manual that right. they read before they start. And then they execute that written manual. Right. And then they take a test. For that manual. So, um, but of course, you know, learning how to make ice cream sure. sundays and shakes yeah, and, yeah. and all these all these good things that we sell. And then the second part of the training is as a server, and that's the computer system. And that's where we really get into customer service because 
We're selling happiness. So that's what I was going to say. When, where, where's the uh, training on happiness, uh, yeah. serving of happiness? So, so yeah, the customer service training is critical. And actually, you know, that all comes from my parents, you know, originally mm-hmm. because, you know, they, they, they taught us. And right. one of the things that they taught us that I've like taken to the, you know, nth level is, you know, those words, thank you. So in our training, I've really committed to this, these two words, thank you. Customer appreciation is so important. You know, we want to make sure that our customers know that we appreciate their business and we, you know, we want them to come back and all of that. It's just good business. It's, but not only good business, it's just good human relations. It's, we always want to thank the customer. Those are the, that's the last communication. And I'm sure as well, it's challenging for you and just having that size of a team and having all part-time as well is certainly challenging. Part of the seasonality, I guess. The other thing I wanted to ask you about on the seasonality is almost a little bit about you and kind of maintaining, if you would, some personal balance because your business is open like during the most beautiful days in Northeast Ohio. It's, It's like the most beautiful time. I never want to go on vacation like during the summer because like this is the best time to be here. So why sure. why do I want to leave? But how do you balance though that kind of concept because that's also your busiest days, right? right. Those are the days when you are, hey, we've got to make it here. <laughs> this is we're we're at harvest here, if you want. I grew up on a farm, so I'm like, hey, this is we're, we're right. this right. is our time to to be and and mostly you're probably working inside as well. How do you balance that? What do you do to kind of get through that, or what do you do on the off months? Maybe that's. Uh, no, that's a good question. And you know, as you were talking, kind of a f- fortunate in a, in a way, because most sane people wouldn't want to do this. Right. I mean, it's like, you know, what? And I'm I can only imagine. My summers, yeah, well, I don't know. You know, and work like, you know, 15 hours a day in the summer. Yeah. And what time do you guys actually open? We open, well, this year we're going to open at noon. We, okay. we used to open at 11. All right. So we're going to open at noon, and then in the summer we close at eleven. I grew up doing this, so th- this is just what the civics the, do. The, this right? is your norm. This is the norm, yeah, yeah. And, and that's what's good about having the business today. Right. Because when I was younger, fifteen, sixteen, twenty years old, and behind that window serving milkshakes to all these kids that are going to the lake and right, right. going to see fireworks and, you know, all of that. I had some issues with sure. my parents over oh, that, I'm sure. right? Yeah. But of course now that's, that's what it is. So, yeah, I mean. So what do you do on the off so, month? So, 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 yeah, so that's, that's the, the, that's the other side be the of other, the coin. Yeah, I was going to say, you that's got to be the, the, the off month. Yeah. So, the, yeah. so the, the trick is to leave here as much as possible, you know, go to nice weather. So as soon as COVID's over, and the traveling comes back. I mean, right. I'm going to see the world. Yeah. I just so you're going to chase the sun is I'm, what I I'm like gonna to call it. I'm going to chase the sun. I'm yeah. going to yeah. I'm just going to try to enjoy you know nice weather, and so I mean just traveling and so you get I, out and for the, all of the work that you do during the the nice days in Cleveland, you're you're like hey when it's 12 inches of snow, right. you're yeah, you're right. Going to be I'm, somewhere I'm, enjoying. I'm biking. Yeah, yeah. So, there we but, go. But you did say something that was interesting. It it is a balance because I'm so and I f- I found that out this year mm-hmm. because th- this was the first winter that I really didn't have a project. Mm. Like last winter, I had my knee replaced. Okay, so that was my project. Okay, right? you know rehab and all. Right. 
I'm so busy in the summer. I work every day, not all day, and I do have a night off. You know, Nikki comes in, my manager. So I take time off. You have to, you know, to rest right, and regroup. Right. But I, I, I am yeah, there. because you're open seven days a week. Seven days a week. Yeah. So I'm there every day for a certain amount of time, and I leave. But, yeah, I mean, I work so many hours in every day. So that's six months times 30. That's a, I basically work 180 days straight. And then nothing. Right. So it's like, okay, now what? <laughs> so what I've what I've realized, and that's what happened this past winter. I mean, I traveled, I but but it was different. For right. Me, traveling was different. Right. So that's been kind of my mission of lately, and my goals is to plan for my off season. It's like off season training. There you go. You know, right? Right. So you know, what am I going to do in the off season to train and and that's what I have to do. And then have fun, of course, too. Sure, sure. And I'm sure that the business, I mean, it's 60 plus years old. Your family has been involved with it for 46 plus years. I'm sure you've seen a number of changes uh, over the course of those times. What do you see around the corner? You know, what's on the horizon for civics? What do you see with the Dairy Island? And I know you've put in a, a lot of changes and advancements. You mentioned the training. I know you put in POS systems and stuff, but what do you see kind of around the corner? Well, one of the things that we're, I'm going to do this year, that's a, you know, a big change. We, we started making our own homemade ice cream last year, but and this year we're going to continue to do the same, but now we're going to do vegan ice creams Okay, and, and um, no sugar added ice creams because these are trends that aren't, that are, going to be with us forever. Right. And, you know, people don't want to drink cow's milk anymore. So it's, it's about coconut milk. Okay. And so I'm going to make, you know, some really good vegan ice creams. And then of course, no sugar, you know, no sugar added for the people that can't have sugar. Right. And, you know, we added a couple new sundays and parfaits or whatever, I mean, and shakes. So not a, you know, not a lot of changes this year, but as far as what the business looks like 10 years from now, or even five years from now, I, I just, I don't even really think about it anymore because I want to keep things, ex there's ideas of taking the business to new levels of new stores and franchising right. and selling our ice cream in other retail supermarkets and, and, yeah. and shipping our ice cream yeah. across the country. How about country. a food truck? You know, the food and, trucks are and, crazy right and, now. And food trucks. Yeah. So there, there's all these different opportunities, but I don't want to do any of that. Not now, anyway. And I'm not saying I never will do that. Mm. But at this stage of the game for me, I'm like really happy with what we have and concentrating on what we have instead of trying to expand and be something else. And in regards to food trucks, I did buy a school bus in 2017, and that was my intention to convert it. But I sold it last year because... I've realized I don't want to, I don't want to cater anymore. I don't want to right. be in catering. That's going off property. And, right, right. and that's, you know, that would be a great piece of revenue. We could stay open longer. We right, could go right. anywhere. Not, not there. No, don't All want right. to do it. Yep. All right. So here we come. We're down to the bottom of the ninth. This is where I always ask our guests, what advice do you have for uh, the rookies of the game? Those starting out in business. I mean, you, your family, you guys, you are the veterans. You've been around uh, the game for a long time now. How about, what are your thoughts about for folks who are just starting out in business and or thinking about 
getting into business? What kind of guidance, words of wisdom do you have? Sure. First thing I can think of that comes to mind is something I just referred to. You know, a lot of people today, they don't, okay, I'm going to open up a, a widget store. They don't want a widget store. They want 10 widget stores. They want 20 widget stores, right? And th- this is just the world we live in today in business. I mean, everything's turnkey and you, you know, you have 10, 20 stores. So my advice would, to people would be focus on your one thing, your one store, you know, and make that great. And then when you have the opportunity to duplicate that, then worry about that. But I mean, I think that's the thing. And what we sell, you know, the happiness that takes a, a certain uh, amount of training and willingness to to do that and to duplicate that. Focus on focus on one thing. You know, right. fo- focus on your core business right. and make it great and make people happy, and then and then look to. And then look to, yeah, yeah. Down the road. And, you know, just be ready to work hard. Right. When your business and yes. all entrepreneurs know that, you know, th- there's no such thing as nine to five when you have your own business. And make sure it's something that you love. You know, that's a cliche, right. but right. that's, you know, so true. I mean, I'm again, I'm fortunate. It, it's it's not that I love ice cream so much. It's just that I love that place so much. I grew up there. Right. And it's my family's. Yeah. And so- it's not an ice cream stand to me. I said this to somebody else the other day. It's it's not when people see us, you know, oh, that's an ice cream stand. Yeah. But not to me. And to me it's my home. Right. And to you it's very personal. It's 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 personal and purpose and and that's where the purpose right. comes in. And so that's you know, And that's I important. think you really enjoy delivering happiness. Oh yeah, I, I yeah. sure do. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's pretty much what I want to do for the rest of my life. Yeah. Yeah, I wanna, you know, give back and you know, to the community. Right. I mean, like with the chamber. Sure. Good, good. Well, good for you. Well, listen, Rick, thanks for being on the show. I absolutely Thank you. appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, no, I enjoyed it. Yeah, and it good, uh, good you, you better believe I, you will see me in line getting my Bainbridge brownie. All right. Uh, looking forward to that day again. <laughs> um, and I do want to remind people, so you can visit Civic's Dairy Island. They're just right up the street here in Chagrin. Go create your own ice cream if you're create the winner, then you get the, uh, the free ice cream for a year, which is like, that would be, that would be a big win in my house. You can also go visit them on uh, dairyisland.com and uh, see all kinds of fun stuff that they have there. So, but again, Hey Rick, I really appreciate you guys and you being on the show. Uh, it's a lot of fun. And that's the ball game. And so, listen, thanks for joining us today, everybody. And if you like our show, please tell your friends, subscribe, and review. And as we like to say, we'll see you around the ballpark. Running the Bases with Small Businesses is brought to you by 38 Digital Market, a digital marketing agency committed to client growth with lead generation higher conversions, and increased sales. Connect with us today at 38digitalmarket.com.